Live with Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. What is happening? Do I look yellow in this photo? No, I look all right. Good. Okay, good. Hot stuff, dude. Well, we have a good night ahead of us. We have a great night, actually, ahead of us. I got some friends that are in town all the way from where? Kentucky. Where is that? Is that in the uh, United States? State. <laughs> 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 no, I know where Kentucky is, man. I'm, you know what? I'm so stoked that I have you guys in town. And I love the fact that you guys are from Kentucky. You know why? Because you guys are doing amazing things. You guys are doing more amazing things than a lot of people that I've come across. Oh, cool. As far as ministry goes, yeah. you guys, I, I don't like to talk about the box because people go, you know, we got to do stuff out of the box. If you're talking about out of the box, that means you're in the box. Sure, yeah. You guys are doing stuff that is relevant to culture. Oh. And you guys, your ministry is called the Crave Movement. And tonight we are going to dive deep into the Crave Movement. I have a brother and sister in studio. Why don't you guys go ahead and tell us your name and um, how you even got into this whole Crave Movement. Yeah, um, I'm Victoria, Victoria Rich. I'm the older sister. And I'm the little brother, Josh. <laughs> Most people think we're married. We're not. <laughs> so we once got a prophecy over our marriage. No, yeah. you did not. We did. Yeah. It, it was like, you are not hearing <laughs> really from bad. God. <laughs> so we, we broke down. Our dad knows this friend, calls him up. He's like, hey, my kids broke down in such and such town. And... Uh, Long story short, he shows up, helps us out. And he's like, let me pray over you kids. So we're like, hey, wonderful. Starts praying. We're, you know, heads bowed, eyes closed. All of a sudden, Lord, we just pray over this wonderful couple. Tori, Tori and I, we do this kind of like, huh? And then he goes in deeper and he's like prophesying over the unity of our marriage. Oh, no. It's, it's is he really saying God's weird. giving me a word for you guys in this yeah, marriage? Yeah, yeah. No. I was like, yeah. no. No, God's oh, not speaking to you. going to get out of there quicker. That, that scares <laughs> yeah. me. So you're not married. We're not married. not married. And never will be. That's disgusting. We're from Kentucky, but we are not married. Okay. And you look like Bjork. I've heard. I've heard that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we started Crave. We started Crave six years ago. Yeah. Uh, after a close friend of mine died of a drug overdose, uh, Landon. He was absolutely beautiful. When he walked in places, everybody was watching. Landon. Gorgeous, gorgeous. A musician, intelligent, uh, his, came from a, a wealthy family, but he just couldn't shake the drugs. Yeah. And um, he, he was actually clean for a while, relapsed, um, overdose happened, and he's dead. He's dead now. Uh, but around that time, actually before Landon died, um, I, I guess I'll go ahead and talk about my Jesus experience. Yeah. Um, Jesus. He, well, wait, wait, hold on. Let's, yeah, let's... yeah. Prior to this, you guys were involved in youth ministry. Yeah, yeah. Josh was um, involved in youth ministry. I was in Bible college. Okay, so are you you're a youth pa- you were a youth pastor at that point? Yeah, I was a youth pastor at the time at my dad's church. Yeah, kind of taking over. Tori was before me, and she went off to Bible college, and I sort mm-hmm. of stepped in. Right. And I was uh, I was filling up my church with youth groups, mm-hmm. doing a thing called the Sound, mm-hmm. and uh, it looked similar to what many churches were doing. So we knew what the perspective. Uh, of being inside of that world looked like. Mm-hmm. Our dad's been a pastor for 30 years, um, and we still serve in the church. Yeah, we're still yeah. in ministry. Yeah, yeah. We love the church. Yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, well, pastor's I w- kids. I want to ask you this because yeah. this is uh, what I want to bring to light is that you guys are working in the church in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of churches, 
they're they're inviting the kids there. It's it's like this whole like vibe. Yeah. Now, when you were when you were in that originally, were you having conversations? Were you finding out what was going on with the kids about like the pornography and the drugs, or was it you weren't digging in yet because it didn't come to light what they were really into? Yeah, it wasn't happening because everyone there they were saved. Life is good. Mm-hmm. We're putting on the front yeah. that everything in our life is awesome already. We just want to get together and worship God. Right. And those things are fine. Yeah. But that's sort of the front that we put up in church. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I I started to have this this problem with no one's getting saved. Mm-hmm. Kind of like working in a hospital, but we're not saving anybody. Mm-hmm. I, we're not healing anyone. What are we doing? Why am I even here? Mm-hmm. And so those thoughts started to to go into my spirit. God was starting to work on me. Starting on you, yeah. At the same time, you know, Victoria is six hours away. God starts to pull on in on that on her as well as she's mm-hmm. at Bible college serving at a massive Mega uh, church, church yeah. you know, doing six services and just being, you know, worn out on that. So what, what were you what were you doing over there at the uh, at the mega church? Yeah, I was a worship leader okay, and cool. an intern in their their intern program, Bible college. Um, awesome yeah. church. Cool. I, I loved it. Awesome. But I was so sick of church. Mm. Uh, I hope that doesn't offend you. What, what does that mean exactly? I, I was just sick of the monotony. Mm-hmm. The same old, same old thing every week. You know, I, I was just so tired, so tired mm-hmm. and kind of beaten down. And I needed refreshment. I needed God to give me something new. I, I, I wanted I wanted to see people changed. Yeah. I wanted to see something like has never happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was my heart was just searching for that. So God was already tugging on your heart, too, to. Like he was, he was brewing, doing something inside you to get out, and and he had he had something new for you. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. church where you were at serving, there's some people that are called, mm-hmm. you know, just just for the listeners. There's people that are called to that church that love, yeah. Like my dad, he's a pastor too, mm-hmm. loves going to the church, teaching. Ah, oh, I want to teach every single week. Yeah, and then there's yeah. other pastors that are like, I love doing the Bible school. I love counseling people. I'm like you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm the opposite. I'm like, I can't sit in the church. Yeah. I want to go reach people. Right. And yeah. I want to do something that no one's doing. Right. You know, I want my own call, a new unique call that God's doing in this time mm-hmm. to reach people. I don't want to get stuck in a rut because the only difference between a rut and a grave is the depth and the width. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's kind of kind of sounds like where you were at. You were stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the holy rebellion was brewing inside of me. Yeah. The Holy yeah, Spirit's I, manifesting, calling you. Yeah. Yep. That call. Yeah. Okay. Well, John the Baptist, he was a pastor's kid. Oh, he's the son of a priest. Yeah. He was in line to be a priest. Yeah. Exactly. He, he was just, boom, I'm going to the desert. I'm waiting <laughs> on my call. Look at him. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. And I actually, now that I think about it, probably because we are pastor's kids, like yeah. all three of us, mm-hmm. uh, we were in church our entire lives. That may be why we are that way, um, that we just, we needed to get out and, and do something that no one had ever done before. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Sure. So you're okay. So you're there teaching, at this at the. Uh... Yeah. So I'm just you know hosting these events, bringing in people, gathering the church together, which is awesome. It's a great thing. Yep. And then uh, Victoria comes back from Bible college, and and not long after that time, our close friend Landon dies of a drug overdose, mm-hmm. and we find ourselves after the funeral, the day of, mm-hmm. um, in my basement, uh, sitting around the couch and. I don't remember how it started, but it, we got on the topic of what are we going to do about this? Yeah. And it was kind of like that that, that scripture that says, uh, be angry and sin not. We were angry. 
that righteous anger. We were angry. Mm-hmm. A righteous way to say, mm-hmm. what are we going to do about this? Mm-hmm. I had friends that had not passed yet, but they were on, on the same road to go that way. Mm-hmm. And so we were thinking about these other friends that were so close to um, the same kind of uh, path that we said, we've got to do something different because what we're doing now, it's not working. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Yeah, these 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 people are not coming into our church. Mm-hmm. Like they can't even wake up on Sunday morning. They're they're high. Like they yeah. they partied the night before. They're not going to come on Sunday morning. Yeah. Um. And and they're going to be bored as well. Yeah. So like, how how do we reach them? How do how do we get their attention? Yeah. And we we were just having this conversation. God, what do we do? We were just crying out to God. God, what do we do? And I think Josh said, uh, "Where are they at? Let's just ask that question. Where are they?" Well, they're they're at the parties, they're at the clubs, they're um at in their dad's garage smoking weed or you know drinking house, par- house, house parties. parties. Yeah. yeah, they're partying. Yeah, they're, they're, partying. Just, they're partying. They're trying to escape their pain. Yeah, they're trying to escape the life that they're living. Yeah, and and just find community, find yeah. family, find love. They're looking for community and they're looking for a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, let's 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 face the facts. We all like to have a good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I still go to tons of concerts. I go to tons of events. I still yeah. want to have a good time. Yeah. But for some reason also, too, is when people become Christians, they feel like they can't have fun anymore and yeah. they get very boring. Yeah. Right. And that's why it's very not attractive to the to the, to the mm-hmm. mainstream, you know? Yeah. yeah. Jesus yeah. is not uptight, you know? You were saying, we were talking the other day, and you're like, the first miracle that happened was at a party. Yeah. It's yeah. a wedding. Yeah, he turned water into wine. He sure did. At, at a party. He kept the party going. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we're I am so passionate about that. Like I want I want you guys that are listening to know that God created you to be creative and fun and interesting yeah. and weird and yeah. and if you feel like you've got to fit into a box, it's just a lie of Satan because he yeah. wants your gifts crushed, he wants your personality crushed, and um you can you can be somebody incredible through Jesus through the Holy Spirit and you have a great calling and purpose in your life. One hundred percent. Yeah. So you guys are going, okay, well, they're not coming to church. We've preached our youth group to death. <laughs> yeah. No one's getting saved. Yeah. And uh, we need to, we need to reach the world. Cause you got, now you have this urgent urgency cause someone died. One of your good friends. Mm-hmm. So where are they at? Yeah. They're at parties. Yeah. yeah. They're at parties. So we, we honestly just said, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw the biggest party that our small little southern country town mm. has ever seen. We have 5,000 in Central City, Kentucky. 5,000 Shout out people. Central City. Uh, we've how, got many, how many lights do you guys have in your city? Mm, I've, been, like, I've been to a city in Texas that had one, one light, yeah. one street light. We have more than one. <laughs> got more than one. We're doing we better We have than about one. five or six. No. <laughs> That's awesome. We're step- so this is real, it's a small town. Very small town. Small town. So we said we're going to do <laughs> something that they've never seen before here. So that's what we did. And uh, a couple months later, we got out um, these printed little flyers, started handing them out saying, um, if you want VIP, bring this. Everybody got VIP. They didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. So everybody gets VIP. It was and, a trick. Uh, it was a we trick. were honestly praying that at least 100 would show up yeah. because we wanted to get outside of our church building and find a warehouse or something like that. We didn't we have, have that. So. So we, we actually used our dad's church and it worked. Yeah, we used our dad's church. church. We did not think the church would we did not think the kids would come to yeah. a party at the church. Mm-hmm. Neither, yeah. So wow. I walk outside cuz we've wow. been with the the rappers and the people that we had invited. I walk outside and the line. So our church uh, is by a major highway. Uh-huh. The line is all the way to the road. Mm-hmm. And I I'm I'm terrified. 
Like there's at least 500 or more. I don't even know. That's amazing. And like, it's probably like (laughs) almost every kid in our community. Like they all came to this party. I'm like, we didn't, we didn't check these kids for guns. Like we didn't check these kids for drugs. (laughs) Oh my, we're not ready for this. Um, but yeah. And I would say almost every single teenager, young adult that was there. Did you guys find any, like, uh, any drugs in the parking lot or any, any, or any like booze or any alcohol? Oh yeah. Yeah, see, that's awesome. Every time. I love when that happens. See, yeah. Yeah. that's what it's about. That means you got the people that you're looking yeah. for in the church. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what that's what the outside of church should look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've done events. We had to pick up bottles and weed and all cigarettes and everything all oh, outside yeah. of our church. Yeah, because that's actually reaching the lost. Yeah, yeah. that's been a miracle that I've always watched in our ministry. That <laughs> we we see probably ninety to ninety five percent of every single person there is unchurched. Some have never even been to church before mm-hmm. yep. and never planned on going in their entire life. Yeah, these aren't youth groups getting together. These yeah. are wild as heck teenagers. Perfect. Cursing and they're high and yeah. And they're in church. Unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So so you do this event. So what, what happens? So the, if, can you fit 500 people in your church standing? Yeah. So we you squeezed pa- them in. You, yeah, squeezed them all in. Yeah. Now, here, let's talk about what happens at these uh, these events, Crave events. Because is, is it hip-hop? Is it electronic? Is it both? What, what happens? What kind of music? It's, it's electronic, EDM. Yep. So lots of dancing, DJs, lasers, lights, possibly a foam machine. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you have a foam machine in your church? <laughs> not, inside. not inside. Not outside. We did it in the field with color powder. It Perfect. was really fun. We had a DJ in the forest. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, we don't play Christian music. Yep. So when you walk in, you're going to hear maybe a hit song that's on the radio right now yeah. or just a thump and beat that you can feel in your stomach. Yep. And uh, we do this on purpose because you know what? When they walk in, it immediately melts all the ice cold crap on their heart. Yep. And they're like, I know that song. Yeah. I can that's relate my song. to that's this. My song. Yeah. I can relate to this. That's a song that I know. Oh, my gosh. Those are the friends that I hang out with. So all of a sudden they relate to this. So it's a strategic plan throughout the night that we don't talk about Jesus until the ministry moment. I want to get that in there. We don't uh, tell them they can't talk a certain way. Hey, don't tell that joke. Don't be cussing like that. Don't be smoking in the line. Now, they can't do drugs or uh, drink alcohol on the property. But we do have people come high and we have people come drunk. Mm -hmm. We keep it safe. But uh, we, we allow them to be there. And come as you are. Come as you are. We yeah, actually real. mean it. That, yeah. that may be that. on a lot of churches, but like we really mean it. No, no, yeah. Come yeah. as yeah. you are. Yeah. And yeah, like Josh is saying, the whole night strategically melting their hearts yeah. and on all the walls that they have built up, mm-hmm. just just tearing those down. Uh, you don't. You can't catch a fish with broccoli or spinach. Mm-hmm. Like you got to catch a fish with something that the fish actually likes yeah. and wants a bite of. And that's what Crave is. Like, everybody wants an invite to the party. Mm-hmm. It's the reach. It's the bridge to Jesus. Yep. Um, and, and, the, and that's what we're doing. We're just catching the fish uh, with something that's attractive. The, the music. Music is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Such a powerful tool. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Mm. All right. I have uh, Tori and uh, Victoria and Josh in studio from the Crave Movement. You can check them out at crave, thecravemovement.com or the Crave Movement on Instagram to learn more about them. So here's the question for you. So you guys are, okay, tell us about this ministry moment. What, what happens during this time? So you're playing all night. Everyone's getting their, their dance on. They're, they're eating. They're drinking, not booze, but they're, they're having a good time, right? Yeah. Everyone's partying hard. 
And then this moment. Yeah. What, what tell us about this moment? Because there's going to be people that are listening. Yeah. That want to get you guys out there to to throw the biggest party in their city. Yeah. To reach their community. My dad. My dad actually says, and he's a pastor. Mm-hmm. He says at this very first crave, he's watching everybody dance and go crazy, and he's like, "Oh, oh, Lord, like." There's no way they're going to be able to. <laughs> yeah. There is no way. Ye with little faith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if he was here, he would, he would tell you. He's like, I, I didn't think you could start talking to them about Jesus. He's like, I didn't even think they would shut up, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, really quick. How long is this party? It starts at what time and then what time? How many hours does this happen? open doors at eight. Yeah. Two, three hours, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Three hours. So like three hours and then at the yeah. Because if you're going crazy for three hours, they're yeah. just a wind down. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're ready. They're ready, they're ready to wind down. Yeah. Yeah. So one of us will go to the mic. Um, we'll ask him to sit down, which is an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they sit down usually. And sometimes they'll stand. But most of the time we get them to sit and we're like, hey, we threw you this party. Because all night they're like, who, who has done this? Yeah. Why is this free? Why yeah, are they giving me all this free. stuff? Nothing costs to get in. Anything yeah. Like that. So um, we're like, we're the ones that, you know, threw you guys this party. And this is why. We want you to watch this video. So uh, they'll watch a video of somebody their age. Um, that has has been drastically changed by the love of Jesus, and they have purpose now in their life, and that 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 will open up their heart. Um, they see someone their age. Wow, that that's me. I was molested. I'm on drugs. Um, I feel hopeless. I'm cutting myself. And they relate. That's amazing. And um, after they have seen that story, then we will usually bring up that girl or that guy, and we'll say, "This is Shelby. This yeah. is Moffitt. Uh, this is Gia." You know, and um, and they, they, they love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we start talking about Jesus and the cross and, and what what Jesus has done for them, how much he loves them. And and, and this party was for them. Like you, you have so much purpose in your life. And uh, we just talk about the counterfeits um, that the enemy has to offer. Mm-hmm. But God has the real thing. He's got the real stuff. And you can live a life with purpose and passion through him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And at every event, we see about uh, 90% of those teenagers who showed up who have never gone to church, aren't attending a youth group, receive Jesus Christ in that moment. Yeah. Yep. That's good. That's good. Yeah. They, um, they're they seeing the testimony. They're seeing the testimony, and they're, uh, they're you're doing a testimony for these kids. They see it, and then they're hearing about the cross, what Jesus did, and then they're receiving the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The power of the Holy Spirit. And that is that is crucial for this generation, um, you know, Paul, Paul talks about it. He says, you know, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be not intoxicated with wine. but be, And uh, the Holy Spirit is the power that the only thing that's going to transform someone's life is the power mm-hmm. of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we talked about this before on the show. We don't want we want the Holy Ghost, not the cool ghost. Yeah. The cool ghost is the compromise mm. yeah. ghost. And, you know, there's a lot of kids that are talking you know, not kids, but people in general. But since we're talking about students right now, they're they're using weed, they're using marijuana yeah. and pills and alcohol, and all this stuff to fill themselves, mm-hmm. and they're getting high. And that that stuff is only lasting a certain amount of time. You know, when I when I used to smoke weed, I'd get filled with it, and then I'd, thirty minutes later, an hour later, I had to, to refill. Mm-hmm. And this is why they need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, because the job of the Holy Ghost is job is to purge and destroy. Everything that is unholy yeah. it is going to transform your mind. All those old thoughts that are in your life, all those old ways, 
He's going to remove your porn addiction. He's going to he's going to come in. God's going to show you purpose if you're dealing with the suicidal thoughts or maybe you're being oppressed by demonic stuff because you've opened yeah. yourself to Ouija boards or the supernatural films. All these are all doorways that Paul talks about. You know, in Ephesians, it says, don't let Satan get a foothold through anger. If if Satan could get a foothold in your life through anger, mm-hmm. whoa, supernatural films, weed, drugs, all the pharmacia talks about in the Bible, all these yeah. things open up. And now when you look at this generation that we're looking at, you know, atheism has doubled with the millennials. Then it's doubled again with the Gen Z, which is the students that you yeah. guys are reaching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they don't know about Jesus, and they are completely being in bondage to these foothold that the enemy has. Mm-hmm. So once they encounter the living God, the power, it's funny because one of my friends, he was an alcoholic like I grew up with a long time, and he came to church, and he received the Holy Spirit. And literally, I, I, I woke up the next morning to a phone call on my voicemail. Dude, what the heck, man? I, I feel I've never felt this feeling yeah. before. Like yeah. he got just empowered yeah. mm-hmm. with the spirit of God, you yeah. know, and uh, it's they're encountering the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need in this generation. Yeah. Is, it's just like I was telling you guys earlier is the Calvary Chapel movement. It got birth mm-hmm. from all these hippie movements that were all high mm-hmm. and they were looking something to fill themselves. And then when they encountered the Holy Spirit, the whole life transformed. And you know what? I, I met, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say on this whole thing. I met with the DEA from um, from California, mm-hmm. the, a DEA agent, and his job was to oversee um, the outreach of California and a couple other states. And he said, "I said, well, what do you guys see that's going on in the culture?" And he says, "Well, I go, I, go, I could tell you what I see, what's going on." But I go, "What do you guys see?" He goes, "Well, in in the in the headquarters of the DE, the DEA, they said, you know, we're in the same. T- they they said we're back in the '60s and '70s. Wow, mm. we're back in the '60s and '70s. The culture." Yeah, we got racism. Yeah, we're at war. Yeah, we the drugs. The drugs are 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 running rampant. They're more pure though than they've ever been, and there's more options for drugs. Oh wow. yeah, free sex. Yeah, wow. You know, obviously abortion, all these other issues that are going on. But we're exactly in the and then music festivals. Remember they had Woodstock yeah. back then. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got Coachella. Yeah. Right. We got Bonnaroo. Right. We got raves. I mean, we got mm-hmm. we got Coachella times a million. Right. All over the place. Yeah. So we're exactly in that time, and these are the students that you guys are facing. This is why you guys are doing this, mm. because we're in those same times, yeah. and they are so desperate and so open. So desperate. They want the real thing. So t- tell me a little bit about, um, so, so you guys, obviously you guys lead them to the Lord. They receive Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And then what's, what's the follow-up? That's, that's Okay, there's two questions. Mm-hmm. First of all, what's the follow-up? And then the second question is, has there has there been any uh, um, are churches getting on getting on board with you guys for this? Or are you guys getting any kind of pushback? Both. Uh, well, when we first started Crave, um, we actually had a group of pastors in our community praying against what we were doing. <laughs> so they they actually said that we were uh, getting them saved to the wrong Jesus. I yeah. I didn't know there was a wrong Jesus, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um. So there has been some kickback. because you guys are doing electronic events. Yeah, yeah. we're throwing we're throwing legit parties. Like mm. these are parties. Mm. Um, it, it's it's like nothing the church has ever seen. I don't think. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's been some kickback, but um, God has been so good yeah. to align us with people like mind, like heart, just like you guys, Ryan, whosoever's incredible. Um, Robin, Colleen, Plurway, all the way in California, and and even the the people in our our home church. Yeah, I mean they're they're some of our monthly sponsors. They're mm-hmm. giving ten dollars. They're giving twenty dollars. Yeah. You know they're praying, and um, so God has connected us with a lot of amazing churches, and but there's been um some kickback as well. 
Um, but but to any youth pastors that are listening right now, so mm-hmm. the follow-up process, uh, we, we have to have youth pastors a part of this follow-up process. You need the church. Yeah, we yeah. need the church. We, we leave church. town. We yeah. leave town. We want these teenagers and young adults plugged into an awesome church in their community so that they can get discipled. Mm-hmm. So um, every teenager will fill out a Connect card before they ever come in. So we will disperse those Connect cards to the churches, to the youth pastors, and we also um, really encourage them to get to know these kids while they're in line. Yeah. Um, when the ministry moment is happening, go pray with them. Tell them who you are. Invite them to church. Pick them up. Like, fill up your van. Fill up your car. Yeah. Um, put put your put their cell phone uh, number in your phone. Mm-hmm. That That's um, that's the biggest part of our follow-up process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like us with our high schools. We're, we're begging churches to get on board yeah. so we can get these kids saved. And then we give them to the church to clean yeah. up, mm-hmm. get them discipled. Because a big party without discipleship, it's mm-hmm. we don't even show up unless we have, there's a, there's people waiting for us. Mm-hmm. Right. So I love that you guys are doing that. And I want to encourage you guys too, and even the listeners as well, that you know when you're led by the Holy Spirit, God has you do different things. And we can't get caught up in the institution of the church. Mm-hmm. A lot of you guys that are listening, you guys know that I'm not down with the whole institution <laughs> um, as far as like becoming like the institution just because... Oh well, everyone's doing it like this, so let's do it like this. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't believe in that. I believe in being filled with the Holy Spirit and letting God speak to you individually, because we're all created as individuals, and God has a plan for every single one of us. Yeah. And the way I do ministry and the way I live my life for Jesus Christ is going to look different than the way you guys do it. And I want to encourage you guys: just keep pressing on. Don't just as long as you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you're hearing what God has to say. Follow him, please him, please, please him. And don't worry about, um, you know, getting caught up in the institution. Cause when you are led by the Holy spirit, you're going to show up and God's going to show up in a big way. And I believe that God's doing a new thing. He's raising up new ministries that are going to be different than whatever. Just cause crusades have been working yeah. for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. I go to, I go to people's crusades here and there. I've, I've been to them all. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, the whole place is full of ch- church people. Yeah. yeah. Let's say they, they they played the first worship band and everyone's raising their hands. I'm like, yeah. wow. <laughs> is this an outreach? I'm like, this is not an outreach. Yeah. I mean, there sure. might be some people, but the, the amount of people that are showing up at these crusades and the amount mm-hmm. of people that are getting saved. Yeah. I mean, we're going to churches. We're going to schools. We're in front of 99% non-Christians. And that's right. a fact. Right. Yeah. Because only 4% people in the schools, which applies to you guys, mm-hmm. believe that the Bible could be real, real or the, or the, or God could even be possibly real. Wow. Wow. That's just people that possibly believe. Mm-hmm. So people, so students in church, or I mean, students in schools, that has to be no more than 1%. Yeah. If that, that are yeah. Christians. Yeah. Now that's outreach. Yes. So you guys are inviting all the students from the schools that are not in your church. Mm-hmm. That's outreach. And there needs to be more ministries. And ministries could look different. Yeah. You know, we're going to be going to break in like a two minutes. So I'm just going to wrap this part up. But, you know, there's going to be people that are going to do hip hop events. Right. There's going to be people that are going to do skate events. There's gonna, I, I spoke at a barbershop in, in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, you know, like who's coming to the barbershop? The same people that are coming to tattoo shops. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, uh, do a speaking event in, in a tattoo shop. Yeah. You know, surf events. Um, do raves. I mean, whatever you guys want, people need to do. There has to be a different way. Mm-hmm. It's not about getting a worship band and plugging in and saying, let's invite a bunch of non-Christians. People yeah. don't even know what, what worship is. Yeah. So they don't know what worship bands are. So you're like, Oh, you know, Hey, I've heard someone say, we got the newsboys. I'm like, <laughs> no one knows the newsboys. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, no one go ask some kid. Right. If you want to do research, 
Go to the local kid and go ask him any of those worship bands or Christian bands that you listen to. Yeah. Right. They don't know. No. So you got to think out of the box. They are not coming to hear it. Jesus said, be fishers of men. Mm-hmm. You hit it earlier. When you go bass fishing, you got to use – I'm not a fisherman, okay? But I, yeah. I've fished a little bit. I know yeah. when you go DC fishing, mm-hmm. you use different bait than when you go lake fishing. Yeah. yeah. Fly fishing, there's all kinds of different baits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We – have to be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. Yeah. We need to go out and make disciples. We need to preach the gospel. We need to disciple them. And we need to go out, start in Judea, and then to the other ends of the earth. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. You guys did it. You started your hometown. Yeah. And then you launched out. We did yeah. the same thing. Mm-hmm. We started right here in our hometown in, in L.A. And then now we're going to Australia. We're going to Asia. We're going. Amazing. You know, yeah. But Jesus, it all goes back to Jesus, people. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to the listeners. Yeah, yeah. It all goes back to the list, uh, to, to Jesus. Jesus clearly gave us the word of God. Genesis, the revelations, it's inerrant. We believe in every single word, no compromise. He gave us the great commission. He told us how to do it. Everything we need, it's in the Bible. Be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. Daily, keep being filled. Seek him and you will find him knocking. The door will be open. If you want to know that God, the plan that God has for you, seek him in everything you do because he will show you the plan that he has for you. He's going to fill you and he's going to start open doors that he wants you to walk through. So at the next, at the end of the break, the end of this break, when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, more about their journey and how God opened the doors for them to even start this. Because I know you guys didn't have no budget when you started, right? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So we're going to talk about that. Students today face many more distractions and problems than ever before. Drug abuse, depression, broken families, self-harm, suicide are just a few of the issues they have to overcome. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now. 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say... Whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what warn you. We have Victoria and Josh from the Crave Movement in studio. You can check them out. Crave dot the what is it? The Crave Movement dot com. Crave the movement. Crave the movement dot com, and uh, Crave the movement on Instagram. Instagram, yep. Facebook, yeah. Follow them. They got cool things going on. They do electronic parties, and uh, yeah. So right before the break, we were just talking about how they they were in a place where they were. Their dad's a pastor. Uh, Josh was being the youth pastor. Victoria was out at Bible college and uh, he was preaching to death. Uh, the, the church, no one was getting saved. Everyone was saved. And they were, you know, like a lot of churches around the world that they stop reaching into the community and they just, they're stuck in a little program and we're all guilty of this. Yeah. It's very easy. This, I'm not talking trash on no one. Oh yeah. We're just saying this because we, everyone in this studio yeah. has an urgency because we need to reach the world for Christ. Yes, yes. We can't, there's preaching and teaching. We teach the Bible in the church so we can grow and disciple and grow in our faith. So then we could go out mm. and reach people and preach. Preaching is just bringing the good news, the gospel. Yeah. yeah. Let them know that Jesus loves them and they need to turn to him, repent of their sins and be forgiven and start living that life they were created for. Bring them in. You got them. You clean up the fish. Yeah. Disciple them. And then you send them back out. That's pretty much the way Jesus set it up. And it's all in the Bible. 
But before we went on this whole uh, thing about discipleship, we were talking about you guys wanted, you guys were praying, Jesus, give us 100 kids to show up at our church. Yeah. You got 500. 500. We're from a town of 5,000 people, Kentucky, middle of nowhere. And so we were throwing craves um, in our our little town for, I think, two years. Mm -hmm. And uh, one night I was just looking over the crowd and um, all of a sudden, I, I just became really sad. Like, like, why am I sad right now? The, the, the building is full. Like, people are going crazy. And the Holy Spirit just kind of spoke to me, like, it, it's time to take this to the world. You've changed your community. I think almost everyone's gotten saved in your community. Um, Dude, but, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah it, it really <laughs> is amazing. Um, but, but now it's time to go to the world. And it's like all of a sudden, like, heaven just dropped the weight of souls on my back. And I was, it was like a... A holy depression, if that makes sense. I just became so depressed and and full of sadness, thinking about the lost. And from that night on, um, he put like this, like uh, he, he he was just putting that burden, like a burden, yeah, in a sense of like to, for the for the hurting and the yeah. broken and the yeah. yeah yeah. It was like in this in in this one moment, I felt the pain mm-hmm. of millions of souls all over the world, so lost, seeking purpose, seeking real love, community, family. And um, I'm like, God, I don't, I don't know how you're going to do it. We have no money. Mm-hmm. We don't really have a team. We don't even own a microphone. <laughs> we don't own a speaker. I don't know how you're going to do it, God, but we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually had a dream that we went to Mexico. So I told our team, I'm like, we're going to Mexico. So I, I met somebody. He was a pastor's kid. He hooked us up with his church. And we went to Mexico. Uh, last year was our first tour. We hit 17 cities. Um, and and it's, it's blowing up. Yeah. Like God, God is providing every step of the way. We get connected with a DJ in Dallas. He brings like $30,000 worth of gear all the way from Dallas to Minnesota. And yeah. he's going to Memphis and, and Kentucky. And he's, he's driving all over the place. We didn't even know him. Like he reached out to us on Instagram. He's like, please let me be a part of this. And think about this. You guys started in your church. So you're like, we have a free building. We're going to do it with a yeah. very small budget, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then next, you know, God's like, he gives you that that call. Mm-hmm. I'm, you need to go. And you're yeah. like, how? And this is this goes for all listeners. Yeah. How do I do it? God, He's bigger than He. he he's the creator of the universe. He mm-hmm. starts opening doors, and now you guys did 17 dates last year. Yeah. Incredible. And you had well, no budget. Thousands. You didn't even own a microphone. No. We didn't even own a microphone. Do you guys own a microphone now? Uh, we actually don't. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we, we didn't actually, even have to buy one. <laughs> we do not. All right. Perfect. So you guys are touring, mm-hmm. and. Uh, God gave you that dream to go. Yeah. You know? And now yeah. things are happening. So do you guys have some cool stories of um Yeah, I wanna I wanna tell you guys that are listening about um I'm gonna like go back before Crave even started. And remember I was saying I was in a really bad place, just burn out with church, and maybe you feel this way. Maybe you're sick of the same old, same old thing, and maybe you were on fire at first when you first got saved, like we all are, and, mm-hmm. and now it's just like, what do I do? Like my 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 life is not really incredible and it's supposed to be and i'm following jesus the miracle man you know and th- this is where i was i was like god i've got to have something new like i i'm a, i'm rebellious by nature i got to do something um and uh, just very depressed and one night i'm sleeping and uh, i didn't even pray before i went to sleep that night i just i fell asleep and usually i pray i didn't even pray i was in a bad mood i fell asleep and um it's a really long story but long story short uh this dream changed my life forever. Uh, Jesus uh, was in my backyard, and I'm in my bedroom, and I'm looking out my window, and he begins to walk towards me. He puts, he puts his hand on the glass outside, 
and I put my hand on the other side inside, and I, I mouthed to him that I, I miss you. And uh, he drew this little pink glittery heart on the window, mm-hmm. and then boom, he's in my, my bedroom. And just being in his presence, it was like all of a sudden I realized nothing mattered but him. Mm-hmm. My clothes, my shoes. I was even ashamed that I even cared about anything but him. Mm-hmm. So like just being in his presence, I had his mind and his heart. He was transforming me without even saying a word, just being in his presence. And um, he actually goes over to my clothes and he begins to fold them, like kind of making me feel okay that I had them, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he's getting ready to leave and I can feel it. We're like communicating with our brains. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden he, he, looks, he looks at me and the only thing he said out of his mouth was have fun fishing. Mm-hmm. And it was like when he said that, it, it was like he ripped his heart from his chest and shoved it into mine. And I loved people all of a sudden. I really didn't love people. I, I was a singer. I, I didn't really care about people all that much. Like, mm-hmm. I cared about myself. Yep. And in that moment, he just transformed my heart for, for the lost. I woke up crying, um, overcome with the Spirit of God. I couldn't control it. It was like 5 in the morning. I run up to my parents' bedroom. I'm like, Jesus was just in my room. And I'm, I'm just bawling. And I'm telling them, we've got to get people saved. And it was Saturday night. So Sunday, uh, the next day at church, my dad let me speak. And I'm like, we've got to get people saved. And I prayed for everybody in the church. And, you know, I'm, I'm just all of a sudden so passionate. But I didn't know that in just a few months, one of my best friends was going to die of a drug overdose, which was going to rock our world. I didn't yeah. know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was already speaking yeah. to you, leading up. Crazy story, and also really cool and miraculous. The same night that you had the dream about Jesus mm-hmm. coming to you and saying, have fun fishing, our uh, our staff member, Rebecca, had a dream the very same night that Victoria and her were in her backyard digging up worms. Yeah. Which is always oh, funny. Right. She always yeah. laughs about it, and she's like, you, had, you got to have the cool experience with Jesus. I was in the backyard digging up gross worms. Yeah, so, yeah she's like, mad about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I like I like in uh, in Acts it says in the last days God says I will pour out my spirit upon all people young sons and daughters will prophesy young men will see visions and young, and your old man will dream dreams. So I yeah. guess I'm old. God no, but just God God's <laughs> yeah. God's pouring in his spirit yeah. and yeah. he speaks to people through dreams. I do a lot of them, a lot of the Muslims are getting saved through dreams. Yeah. yeah. I met I met a few of them. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus just showing up and they're like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, you're Jesus." Yeah. He's cuz you know I mention this because there's a lot of people that don't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Believe it or not, there's a lot of people that are that, that read the Bible, they go to church, they know all the scripture, what it says, but they don't even believe yeah. that it, that that the Holy Spirit's pouring out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So we're just having fun fishing. Yeah. This is not us. Yeah. This is His thing, and He is moving it forward. He is providing. We have heard thousands of stories mm-hmm. from incredible teenagers all over the United States and Mexico. Um, I want to talk about David. Uh, David was the very first person in line at Crave Ties, where we baptized 200 people um, in the pond in front of our church. Uh, they went down a slide and went into yeah. the—that was crazy. <laughs> uh, we had, like, DJ in the forest playing, like, two-step or something, that's and people awesome. were getting baptized. Um, yep, that's awesome. So David, uh, he was the very first guy in line that night, like, three hours early. And he had headphones on during the ministry time. Yep. And and one of our youth group kids saw him and she's like, hey, bro, like, can you take those out? Like, this could change your life. Yeah. Just take them out, bro. Like, yeah. listen to what they have to say. And so he's like, OK. 
So he takes him out and he listens. He receives Jesus. We baptize him. And three days later, he drowned and he died. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah David. Yeah. And, and and we've had a lot of stories like that. Yeah. Uh, like they get saved um, and then we find out that they pass. And it just it shakes you to your core. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if we if we just did that crave for David. Yeah, of course. It was worth it. Yeah. Um, but but there's thousands and thousands, and and I believe we're going to reach millions yep. uh, with you guys, with the whosoever's, mm-hmm. and and with ministries like you guys. Uh, this is a last day move of God, yep. and God is pouring out His Spirit, and yeah, yeah. Dude, the the, the suicide. Um, I just got a new article. The suicide rate is even growing, and it's even it's even going down in age mm-hmm. more. It's like. Satan just has like a grip. Yeah. Yep. And this is why these things, we got to stop playing church. Yeah. yeah. We literally got to listen to what Jesus says and we have to go out and reach people. We got to get yeah. uncomfortable. The Jesus ministry is messy. Yeah. yeah. When you're dealing with, with to reach people, mm-hmm. you literally have to go to the gates of hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to smell like smoke. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, if you're going to reach sinners and people that are going through crazy stuff, mm-hmm. you're going to stink. Yeah, and there's going to be booze around. There's going to be drugs around. There's going to be depression, suicide, all pornography, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's, they're not coming into church mm-hmm. because they know people know they're sinners. You know, just like I know I knew I was a sinner. I am a sinner saved by grace now. Yeah, I'm not Mr. Self Righteous Guy. Just for the record, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, this this culture knows, and they're, the last place they're going to be coming to you is church. Yeah, yeah. Let's just face the facts. Yeah, it's messy. Yeah, a lot it's of messy. People aren't willing to get messy. We have got to get messy. Yeah. Like Jesus I got, I got, was messy. I got transgenders coming to our when I was when I was teacher. I had transgenders. I had a guy that was going through the transition. Mm-hmm. He's a guy and he's like identifies as a girl. He's taking all the the the, the pills to make him transform. Yeah. yeah. I got lesbians that are married coming to church. I mean, yeah. This is the Jesus ministry, and yeah. you got to love them to death as He loved them to the cross and died on the cross. He loved us to death, yes. literally. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. messy. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. The church has contend to have an agenda with their love. That is the source of their love for other people, yeah. to change them. But Jesus didn't ask us to change people. That's his job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Yes. He simply said, love my people. Mm. Take care of them. If, if they need a shirt, give them a shirt. But nowhere will we find, go out and get people saved. He, he doesn't say, go out and change people, change who they are, change them for me. He just says, love them. So that's simply what we're doing. We're not in the business of changing people. Yep, that's why That's it. why throughout the night we have a process of just simply loving them. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if they don't feel loved, they don't feel accepted. We, we have the – this is the problem. We think that the young people are kind of stupid. They know very, very quickly who loves them, who truly cares about them, who's going to truly be there for them. And if, if they read that that's not the case, they're out. Yeah. They're out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. We have people – living 15 years of going through hell and we expect them to change within 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. That's a problem. No, I know. I know. Yeah. That's what I love about the event. You guys are loving them. You guys get tell them the message of the cross at the end through love, but it's not like you're just walking up and giving them the message across. You're loving them. You're partying, having a good time. And then you're just like, look, Jesus died on the cross. He loves you. Yeah. And you know what? The Holy spirit does a better job than us. He, he works the best with me to change me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and that's 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 the whole thing. Yeah. So that's awesome. So, um, so you guys are touring now. You guys are n- name the spots. You guys got Nashville. Yeah, no, Nashville, we're... Dallas, uh, five five events in Mexico. Yep. 
I can't really say all of those you don't things. Have to say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're really hard to say. I know, I know. Yeah. I was like, like get it, get it, Taro, Cuernavaca, and. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then, of uh, yeah. course, we're going to be out here in June in San Diego. Yep. Yes. And then possibly November date for the Los Angeles area, which we're really excited about. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. It's going to be awesome. And then go to your guys' website to find more, your Instagram, The Crave Movement. Yeah, yeah. Crave, crave the Movement. Mo- I, crave I'm going to let you guys say Yeah, CraveTheMovement.com, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Yes, go. Okay. So any other cool stories of people? Okay, so tell me this. So you got people that are coming in. And uh, what what are some responses of some people, students coming in that are just like, you know, they end up finding God? What what are some other cool stories? Oh man, oh, there are thousands of stories. The the last crave we did actually, um, I I can't remember his name. I can see his face right now, but he pulled me aside after the ministry moment, and uh, he's like, "Can I can I talk to you outside?" So we go outside, and um, he actually pulls up his shirt and he shows me all of these scars, and um, from from his neck down uh, i think all the way to his ankles um he was burned oh dang and so when he was i think 12 years old his friends um told him they're going to go party or something and they were sniffing gas <sighs> and um so so they're like hey sniff this this is going to make you feel whatever he's 12 years old and um sniffing gas at 12 12 years crazy. old yeah. uh, from nebo illinois tiny little town mm-hmm. and um so they throw a lighter on him, like just, no, they just do joking not joking around, and he he catches on fire, mm-hmm. and and they're freaking out, so that they don't know what to do. Um, he dies, he dies, and 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 the kids are just like trying to hide him. They they don't want anybody to know about it. Um, and I'm trying to get all these details right. Somebody somebody finds out. They rush him to the hospital. He, he comes back to life, um, but. but they didn't think he was going to live. Yeah. Like his entire body. Just burned. He's gone through like 35 surgeries. Oh, my God. He's never showed his scars to anybody. And so he had just gotten saved. He's he's crying. He's telling me his story. And, and he said, this is the first time I have ever felt truly accepted. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll, I'll have girlfriends or my, my friends just look at me weird. Um, and my, my girlfriends freak out when, when they see my stomach. And, and he's like... I, I feel freedom in telling you I have these scars, telling wow. you that this is what has happened to me. And I just sat there in awe. I, we're in Nebo, Illinois. Yeah. Middle of nowhere. And this kid has this story that no one has ever heard. And I remember I told him, I said, your story is going to be heard by the world. Mm-hmm. And, and what you carry, like the, out of your pain, God is going to give you so much purpose and give so many others purpose through the pain that you had to walk through. You literally had to walk through hell, what you went through. Uh, but but he's just one of just so many. One of yeah, yeah. How's how's been the response in um in Mexico? How, how's all that happening? Because oh, so you, you guys go over. You guys just you guys are international as well. So yeah, yeah. Mexico knows how to party. <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, have you heard the mariachi music? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to have these yeah. Mexican neighbors. Just for the record, my dad's from Mexico City. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not racist. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the tan glow is going yeah. on. Uh, dude, I had these neighbors, man. And I, this is before when I used to party and wasn't a Christian. I'd wake up and like, or they would wake up early in the morning. Yeah. And all night. I mean, these guys were like, par- I felt like I had like a 15 inch subwoofer like next to my bedroom wall. These guys were party animals. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, Mexico. Yeah, they so. went hard. They went harder than anybody. Like anybody oh, yeah. I've ever seen. Like three hours, they're still going. I was like, 
Yeah, we had to shut the thing down. We're like, we, can't, we can't keep up with you guys. <laughs> they got saved. They went to party again. We're like, okay. They, turn it on. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's. Oh, they loved it so much. So, okay, so you went to, uh, did you start with just one in Mexico or and then you. Just not, one. So you're doing five. Yeah. Is it also, you're working with all different churches in those areas. Mm-hmm. And it's just all through networking and people that discover you on Instagram or. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it could just, it could be a friend. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I, I want to have a crave in my city. Um, we can work it out. We can do it. So yeah. message us, DM us on Instagram or Facebook. We want to come. Yeah. I, I, I want to say something. So there's a lot of people that I have like different churches or youth pastors and people that contact me to come and, hey, we want to get some bands and speak. And, you know, I haven't really seen a big response with people showing up for bands mm. um, because I, let's just face the facts. A lot of these students and people don't know these Christian bands. Mm-hmm. But when you have a DJ – yeah, you don't have to have a name, right? Because it's it's just music, and they're all the songs that they're playing are all the big hits anyway. Mm-hmm. So you don't it's it's so it's so it's amazing because you don't have to have the band, the DJs draw. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get a bigger bigger response, more kids, and and DJs apply to all different genres of music because most most students in schools they you go into their iPod or their phone, it's like. Rock, metal, electronic, hip hop. I mean, everyone listens to everything now. Yeah. But everyone listens to electronic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. the bottom line. So, it's a great way to to do outreach. I'm 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 for it 100 percent, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have a few minutes left. I think we have like seven minutes left. Is there any other stories that you want to talk about? Oh man, there's so so many. Um, I, I I'm thinking of Moffat. I'm thinking of Shelby. I don't know which one to tell. Lynn, uh, where were we at? Where the the young girl. She was living a lesbian lifestyle, living out of her car. Yeah, let's hear this. That sounds like a good one. Yeah, yeah. We were in Nebo again. Was that Nebo? Nebo had some no, stories. No, you're, you're talking about the other girl. But I, I can't remember what city we were in, but this was a this was a common thing we heard everywhere we went last year's tour. And just it was something good to hear for us. She said uh, she she got invited by a friend and she, she told me personally, she said, if I had known oh, yeah. this, that this was in any way religious – if I had known that this was a Christian thing, churchy thing, she said I would have never shown up. Of course, but she said I'm so happy that I did. Yeah, my <laughs> life is forever changed. She was living out of her car at the time, I believe. She went to church that Sunday. Yeah, she yeah. went. She went to the church that we hosted the crave in mm-hmm. that Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I believe got baptized. Right. Yeah. They were having baptismal service that Sunday, and we heard this in every city that we went to. Yeah. If I had known, yeah. if I had known that you guys were just like trying to get people saved, which Obviously, that's not just our intent. We just want to love people. But she said, but if I had known, the main I wouldn't have intent. come. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I know what you're saying. We're not, there's no, we're not, no one's trying to trigger it. We know that this generation needs Jesus. Yeah. And we're so desperate to reach them yeah. that we'll do whatever it takes yeah, whatever. to reach them. That's the heart behind this whole thing. Yeah. What, yeah. I, what I mean when I say that is that we're going to love you regardless so, like, if you leave here tonight and you're not saved, mm-hmm. if you if you haven't accepted Jesus, we're still gonna love you. We're still gonna still love you, you. and yeah. that's not something like we came up with. That's how God loves us, mm-hmm. agape love, a love that needs no response. So that's the love that we've received, and that's the the message that we're getting across to them. Whether you leave here and change tonight or not, mm-hmm. we still love you. Yeah. So check this out, just for the listeners. You know, a lot of people are like, "Well." It's- would this work with our this generation? Would this work in my town? You know, what's really the pulse with, with the students? Here's Lady Gaga. Okay, we all know Lady Gaga. And if you don't know her, she's a huge rock star in the mainstream. 
and um, she's a voice to this generation. She has a foundation, and basically this is what it says. It says, most young people are struggling with mental health. Reveals national survey by the, by the Lady Gaga's foundation. 55% under 25s are stressed, 34% sad, and 30% fearful. But they don't know where to find support. So then it goes on. The article says most of 55% of the 2013-year-olds to 24, that's the demographic you guys are reaching, yeah. uh, interviewed across the United States, east to west, said that they were stressed. A third, 34%, felt hopeless and sad and most of the time, and nearly third, 30% often felt fearful. These figures spiked alarmingly when researchers looked at specifically at the LGBTQ community youth who were more stressed by 69%, sad by 53%, and fearful by 44% than their peers who identified as non-LGBTQ community. Mm. I say all that to bring credibility from the mainstream Mm -hmm. to what you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because these are the this this is Lady Gaga the people all the students that you guys are reaching and that we're reaching, mm-hmm. this is the people that she's interviewing. Yep. Yeah. So, church, pastors, Definitely. youth pastors, around the world, we need this in your communities. Contact them. Contact the whosoever's. We'll hit the high schools by day. <laughs> they'll hit yes. the they'll hit the they'll hit the party kids by night. Yes. Yeah. So yes. that we will infiltrate the whole and or pick one or the other. It doesn't matter. We don't care. We're all about kingdom building. We want to reach people for Christ because statistics don't lie. Yeah. This generation needs Jesus 100%. We have three minutes left. Is there any last words you would like to say to maybe a student or someone that's listening and they are part of these statistics? What yes. would you like to say to them right now? So if you will go to cravethemovement.com, we want to hear your story. So there's a whole page where they can share their story and they can watch other videos. So we have dozens of videos, Devin, Moffat, Shelby, Gia, Marquita, all these testimonies, Brianna, yeah. mm-hmm. all these testimonies. And you can go watch their testimonies. It's going to encourage you. You're going to love them right away. And we want to hear your story. Yeah. So as soon as you share that story, it's going to come to me. I'm going to respond. We're going to pray over you. We're going to start talking to you. So please share your story. You can DM us on Instagram at Crave the Movement. We'll also talk to you there. But yeah, be encouraged. God has a huge plan for your life. Mm. You have gifts inside of you that nobody else has in the entire world. You are called for such a time as this. You have reason and you have purpose. Yeah. We love you so much. Absolutely. Awesome. Mm. Well, before we close, I'm going to tell you this. Right now where you're at, if you're watching this on YouTube, which is going to be an archive, or if you're listening live right now, this is the moment. This is the main event. Right now, you can give your life to Jesus Christ. He came on a rescue mission to die for the sins of the world. That means anything you've ever done, God will forgive you. He'll wash you white as snow with the blood that was shed on the cross. He's going to implant his Holy Ghost inside of you. And that's going to be the transformation process that he's going to do supernaturally in the natural realm. You just keep seeking him. He's going to manifest in your life, and he's going to start transforming you. He'll forgive you now. All you have to say is very simple. Jesus, forgive me for my sins and come into my life. And you know what? It's all about the heart issue. It's not lip service. If you mean it, everything in your heart, and you ask him to forgive you and to fill you with his presence, his spirit of God, he's going to fill you right now. And you can start living the life that you were created for. I love you guys. This was awesome. Yes, we love you. All right. Love you. 
We'll see you guys next weekend. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.